Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. What's going on, guys? How are you, Dave? Good, I'm going to eat. Good. I'm doing, I'm doing the same, um, you're all right. Well, you guys all right, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Cool, cool. We all, sound, we all sound so ecstatic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, it's tiring, isn't it? I don't know about you guys, but I've not been getting to sleep at night. I don't no, know why. same. Have you not? No. How come? I don't know. Something worrying you, bothering you? Nothing out of the ordinary that I can no. think of, no. Just a global pandemic, that's all. <laughs> and a massive recession. Nothing nothing, yeah. nothing big at all. <laughs> uh, nothing major, I don't know. No. Okay, I admit it. It's Star Wars Episode Nine. okay? It's still <laughs> keeping me up. <laughs> <laughs> that's close to the top of my list as well yeah sure <laughs> I, well, I had uh, I had an interesting dream last week oh. I dreamt that I was uh, going to the podcast at Tom's house okay. the, the quarantine had been lifted but bizarrely I had to drive to Nando's and leave the car at Nando's, and Nando was going to drive me to Tom's. And when I got to Nando's, Nando's wearing um, like a suit, and I was wearing a suit. And Nando had three sons, and they were all wearing suits. It was like the mafia. And uh, his oldest son, um, not you the real. You come into my house. Yeah, yeah. We uh, he took this flashy sports car. So it was myself, Nando. Uh, his oldest son driving and two other sons who were about six foot five in height. We were all in the sport car and we just shot down this um, sunny highway, which was pretty ferry, but it looked more like Malibu, like Los Angeles. We were zooming across and then, then a minute later, we were at Tom's house, which didn't look much like Tom's house. It looked more like a cafe with a temple in the middle. And uh, Tom's mum was there, and she was basically serving us drinks, like uh, like a maid. Um, and well, well, the funny, funniest thing is, is that what well, the saddest thing is that I woke up before we picked up David because uh, <laughs> we, were, we were driving to Tom's, and then we were going to head off to pick up David. But oddly enough, Tom's place was in the middle of the <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, um, thankfully dreams uh, are completely random. So. I speak to the family. <coughs> you come into my house. Yeah. You come eat my food. My I want to speak about of our family. 
piche. <risa> que piche. Oh my lord. I remained asleep long enough to see what David was. I'm guessing he would have been like the godfather. I told you before, do not waver before going to bed. That's what happens. Well, much like your, much like yourself, Mike, I had a dream the other night where I had to I had to go someplace else in order to go to Brody Ferry. It was weird. I'd I'd I dreamt that I'd flown I'd flown from New York to Dundee. Of course. Yeah. Directly. Yeah, directly. <laughs> Um, and it dropped me like it dropped me uh, <laughs> like strips of Craigie as well, which was funny. Um, yeah, that's, that's you know normal. <laughs> yeah, really so, bad. Oh, wait, wait for this. It gets mad. I'd been dropped to strips of Craigie, but in order for me to enter the country, I had to then get a bus to Edinburgh to register <laughs> register at the airport to then come back to Dundee. And I, the whole time I was there, I kept saying. I could just walk to my house. I mean, nobody would know, you know. <laughs> As if I was like breaking some big rule, like, oh, I'm not. I won't. I won't be going in, but I'll be. I'll be. I'll be under the radar. That's it. I'll be under the radar. <laughs> um, Dreams, aeroplanes, mafia. <laughs> that was just. That was, that was just odd. Uh, I also had a dream the other night. I don't know if you know. Um, well, Dave does, but I don't know if you know the artist Benjamin Mara. Uh, no, I don't. Rings a bell, but no, I can't say no. He's, he's got like a four-panel strip that he does kind of almost daily. He puts them up on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they're just sort of low, sort of biro sketches, sort of things. And uh, I had a dream the other night. Like I was convinced, utterly convinced that he'd done this. I had, a, I had a dream the other night that his character started tripping on acid or something, and somebody had then um, somebody had drawn the rest of the strips, about twenty or so posts on Instagram of this completely different strip in a totally <laughs> different style, and they had posted it all up. So it was a, a, a continuation of the story, and I had this whole story. I had read the whole story. And I got up the next day and went on his Instagram and it wasn't there. And I was so perplexed. I was sitting going, but this part of the story had already been done. I was convinced that it had been done. And it just I just dreamt it. I'd literally just dreamt it. I'd, I'd dreamt a whole section of a comic that now doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was just like, fuck. And uh, I was so perplexed by it, I actually sent a video Tom being like, I had I had this dream about your comic that, like, and he, he messaged back like, oh that would be cool. <laughs> I was like, oh it's just so annoying. Like I really I thought there was a whole section but not none, none. So I now have this, yeah I now have this memory of this whole comic that now doesn't exist. Well, <sighs> you need to make it then. No, it was far beyond. Exactly. It was far beyond realms of possibility it was like oh was it it was ridiculous like it was so high contrast high color like realism like unbelievable wow if i could create that it would be amazing uh but no i would i would be there for 40 years creating 20 panels on instagram (laughs) 
Let us create. I've done, I've done it. it. Finish it. I've done that it. dream that I had 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin Mar. I've Mar-, done it, boys. Be- Benjamin Mar died. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ding dong ding. Bing. Ding dong ding. So, uh, yeah. The old, the old Alba in comics. <laughs> Comic. Alba. 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 BBC Alba. Kachkarishne Kiravuri. To the X-Men. The Swara. Bobby Last Lady Curry. I sounded fluent. Hi. Sounded. I like. a scream Ben and Jerry's. Course, Corey. So, Cocora Fury. What pile of rubbish. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Fluent Gaelic, mate. What? Fluent Bassa. What do you think? What's passado? Oh, dear. We right. should one of us should have been able to speak Gaelic. We could have done a whole podcast in Gaelic. <laughs> Would have been great. We can pretend. <laughs> yeah, going. The Bruins. <laughs> How did you fare up in getting some uh, Scotland and comics? Because uh, badly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, I got a few bits and pieces here with me. I only got, I mean, you just mentioned there, you just mentioned there Urwali and the Bruins, and I completely didn't, I, I blanked, didn't even think about them. Um, after reading them as well, read them in the that Sunday Post thing that I sent to you. Yeah, I, I went and got that. Yeah, I didn't even clock, I, I didn't, didn't even think about it. Um, so I only got, uh, I've got four here. Uh, do you mind if I crack on? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Go for it. I bought this one very recently because uh, I just wanted to read a bit of Katrina Chapman. I've not got her Breakwater yet, um, but she had sort of she's got like little travel diaries and cat zines and stuff that she sells on her Etsy. So she had one Highlands Highlands travel diary, and she's got like little vlogs and stuff on YouTube to go along with it. Um, it was April 2019 two weeks in Scotland it's on the back but look at that lovely lovely cover are they two just sitting looking over some loch and uh, I think there's a wee bridge there and everything as well a wee rail bridge it's nice mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> it's literally just it's just day to day them going about from when they start their trip all the little bits and bobs that they do, but it's it's not really traditional panels. It's just these kind of almost pastel-looking shaded gradients and then a picture put over the top of it and wee captions underneath. And even her speech bubbles are just... It's literally just a line and then the speech going about it. It's, it's so minimalistic. Um, and that goes well with the style. That's good. Yeah, though. it does. <clears throat> really nice kind of pastel colours and stuff as well. I really kind of more like cloud and it has that sort of aerial sort of looking to it. Yeah, it's very uh, soft. It's nice. 
really nice. Yeah. They're on about they just just really simple stuff about like oh we tried to make it over to a wee wooden hut and oh we had to cross a, a lock to get here. This is when we went on a walk and this is when we went into town and oh we, we, I had a haircut. I you know we made some stuff. I spoke to some Highland cows and some birds and all that kind of stuff. And we Shetland ponies and stuff. It's really nice. It's just it's very straight to the point. There's some there's some sort of introspective moments. Um, there's some sort of bits where she's just reflecting on on stuff, and then there's little bits in between. Uh, sort of near the end, it says the following strips were inspired by conversations that took place during the first week of my trip, and she's got more sort of traditional bit there. Nature detectives, <laughs> and it's little. There is actual speech bubbles and panels and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so really. In all actuality, it's just you know it's just a diary, and she's done little pictures of landscape at the end, and um, a little sort of hearth fireplace and a wee kettle and stuff. It's just it's just nice. It's just a travel log, in all fairness. It's just a nice wee travel log. But see wee things like this. I think we spoke about it before. I'll speak about it when I speak about this next comic. But we spoke about it before. Things like that should really be sold. I like see your tourism Scotland and stuff like that. You know your little places, yeah. <clears throat> um, like your information centres and stuff like that. We things like that would be great because you would go through it and go, "Oh, I'll just do what she did." You know what I mean? I'll go, I'll, I'll go around here. I'll, I'll go and eat that tonight. You know, it's nice. It's really nice. It's just nice and plain and simple and to the point. Three quid. Off. Bob's your uncle. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the reason I said about the next one I speak to speaking about, uh, I haven't read it in quite a wee while. But Mike mentioned that it should be sold at like information centres and stuff. It was the Beginner's Guide to Being Outside? Joe Hatcher. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> we spoke about this before, and it's very much of the same. She's just sort of documented, uh, not herself, but you know, it's it's a a, a trip with a. A young girl and her mum and a sort of stepdad slash boyfriend sort of thing, <coughs> and her discovering nature <clears throat> and discovering the sort of highlands and all the all the birds and animals and it's just it's really nicely laid out. It's a nice sort of format as well. We saw a longer book. This was one of the ones from Avery Hill as well. Uh, it's just a lovely little story, you know, starting off with her being surrounded with technology and then slowly but surely ditching it to look in a book that she was given all about the wildlife and about the sort of Scottish landscape and everything. It's a it's a lovely, lovely book. I do like it. I do really, really enjoy it. I haven't read it in quite a wee bit, but it is one that I do sort of flick through every now and then. And uh, the the first the first sort of animal slash insect that she comes across, the moth, is one of the best rendered ones in the book. See that? Uh-huh. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Jill's actually doing any comics now. Ever since we spoke about this, I've never, I've never really heard much from her at all. Um, which is a shame because I would have like, I think Mike, you said it. I would have loved to have seen her do a, a follow-up or maybe different landscapes or something. Yeah. Would have been nice. Just even maybe different parts of Scotland. Do you know what I mean? Would have been good. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. Uh, Claire Hubbard, Wild Lives. Ah. <laughs> All about the different wildlife 
uh, in and around. Well, all, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's that's one off my list. <laughs> but that's that's what her. Um, that's where Claire actually going from Edinburgh and going on a, a month long residency at was it, Rahoy Hills, Nature Reserve, and Peninsula in Morvern, on the Scottish West Coast. There you go, managed by the Scottish Wildlife Trust. Uh, but yeah, she's actually got pictures in there as well at the very very start, actual wildlife photographs. Uh, so there's a bit of photo comics going on there. There's a bit of information sheets with animals and it gives you sort of what they like and dislike and wee sort of illustrations around the outside of it and bits about their anatomy and all that kind of stuff but then there's a little sort of fun story that goes along with it so the first one's uh, otter cooked um, and then it just sort of I don't know in, in the space of telling you this funny little story about them but an otter kind of having a cooking show or whatever, it almost lets you know more information about what they do, how they eat, how they feed their young, and how they're actually really clever and crack open shells and all that kind of stuff. Oh, hope <laughs> you enjoy these Mine animal stories. Nice. <laughs> of course, that was. <laughs> um, a big otter print on it. Yeah. <laughs> But she, uh, yeah, she does a really good job of, of telling you, letting you know more information about the animals through these wee daft stories that are at the site. Well, not daft, but you know what I mean. Um, but they're just lovely. I do. I love these information sheets with the, the big, big rendering of the the characters in the middle and the, the animal in the middle and then all these wee bits around about. And it's a breeze to get through. It's a nice little sort of pamphlet read sort of thing, but it's lovely. It's really, really good. And it gives you... I don't know. I just, reading it, I just felt a wee bit... A wee bit proud that we've got all this nature in and around. Mm. <laughs> in and around us, just... You know, not that far from where we are, you know. Mm. Um, and she's got sort of further reading and stuff at the back and final thoughts and that. And just stuff about, <coughs> you know, taking care of the environment and that. But the actual... Uh, the inside of each of the pages as well has a lovely print loads of wildlife it's good really like that wild lives it's uh, like wallpaper yeah yeah <clears throat> she does a lot of stuff like that she does like um phone cases and nintendo cases and stuff with sort of multiple patterns and wrapping paper and all that kind of stuff mm. Mm. <clears throat> i've always wanted she's got a <clears throat> excuse me she's got a print kind of like that that's got multiple different dogs on them, but the the good thing about it, she hasn't just drawn like sitting dogs. She's drawn dogs that are like they're in mid leap for a ball, or they're sort of ragging a stick or something like that. <clears throat> She's drawn them all over about, and the wee bits in between are all like balls, sticks, bits of cotton or whatever, you know, like in between. <clears throat> and I've said to her for ages, if I could get a shirt, if I could get somebody to make a shirt out of that material I would I would love it and she's like look you find somebody I'll give you that design I'm like oh, come on <laughs> come on <laughs> um, so I'm just desperate so but I'm actually really tempted to ask her if she has still got that as well because if I did find a place that did shirts I would love to get a, a shirt made of that you know what I mean <laughs> that'd be great a formal shirt a nice shirt <laughs> oh <laughs> um, 
I'm going to ask for a straight jacket like that. <laughs> <laughs> you bloody need one. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, no, that's a lie. I'll need one after this conversation with yourself, mate. Um, oh, sec. Sorry about that. Um, and the last one was fairly recent. I mentioned it to you. Is Holly by Stephen Ingram. <clears throat> Not essentially an actual real Scotland. It's a it's a made up island. Uh, Holly Black, a sixteen year old girl, lives on Gleig, a remote Scottish island, but Gleig doesn't exist. Um, it's not a real place, but it is a story of a girl on a Scot on a, a sort of Scottish island, remote Scottish island, sort of like the Outer Hebrides and stuff. I think that's what I think that's what northwest. Yeah, I think that's what it's really meant to depict. She's kind of stuck in this sort of. I don't know, it's like a farming on the edge of the water, cliffs, stuff like that, you know, just totally nothing, just nothing, like a wee village, and she is very much somebody who's looking for a bit of adventure and a bit more and just a town and loads of people and stuff like that. She's got loads of pals and stuff, but, you know, it's a couple of old men and some boy that runs a farm for his da, um, and it's just her and her mum, and they don't, they kind of get on, but not really... And uh, it's sort of a coming-of-age story where she's discovering just a wee bit about, more about herself, but just at the time she's about to leave, and she really do, just closes everybody off and stuff like that. And it's, you know what, it's very reminiscent of growing up and being young, like a 16-year-old, you know what I mean? But, I don't know, Stephen did a really good job, I think, of tapping into... It's, it's strange, because it's a 16-year-old girl, and he's like a thirty, a forty-year-old man. You know what I mean? He managed to write this really beautiful story. Um, it's just, it's just really plain, and every page is just like these six panels. There's nothing flashy. It's just kind of going about it. That's her speaking to the the two old boys that sort of run day sort of wee <coughs> jobs up at the bowling club and stuff like that, and. They kind of break into the bowling club and have a wee adventure and stuff. It's, it's good. I don't know. It just it kind of it hit home in a way, and I kind of resonated with it being from Broughty Ferry and just a wee seaside town and knowing all the people that are around you and stuff like that, and just at that age thinking, oh, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna go someplace. Not that there's anything really that more interesting out there, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. It just it, it it resonated really really well. He's he's got relations relationships and stuff down pat. Um, I think the if I remember rightly the bits there's bits written in the back. He's got the whole thing here, the Lang Isle by Alison Shepherd and the Isle of Gleig, and it's all like these maps and information about it and everything. And as far as I remember, it's just totally all made up. So it's all this information about stuff that doesn't even exist. <laughs> so it's good. It's really, really good. And it's a chunky, chunky piece. Nice, uh, you know, load of pages. They should put that book in tourist information shops. The fucking that would really <laughs> confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really should. <laughs> You're right. Oh, and then you get excuse this. me, excuse me. Uh, how can I go to this island, this place, <laughs> please? Thank you. But yeah, that was that was 
that was what I ended up coming away with. But like you say, there was like the Bruins and stuff as well. I just totally blanked on. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't really think of any other ones. Um, like you'll probably come away with some and I'll be like, oh yeah, fuck. But I really struggled, and it then begged the question: Do you think Scotland's really <clears throat> well represented in comics? I don't think so. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's represented. I think we've got a, quite a large um, sort of creative base, artists, writers, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But necessarily, are any of their, are any of them telling stories about Scotland, or are they trying to escape it as much as anybody else and just doing things about America and space and everything? Well, some have told stories about Scotland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay, okay they've done other things, and, and as you say, some are local some of them you know they're working for united states or internationally you know but mm. certainly the ones i have here in the list and a few bits and bobs i have here they are they are known okay and that works a lot of publicity the only thing i worry about is that um there, there's an awful trend as well of people doing um, like horror stories in Scotland and they always make Scottish streets these days just looking really dangerous and terrifying vampires <laughs> are <laughs> um, but yeah there's a lot of them do it like you know oh we're at the, the Glasgow city streets where uh, people are getting stabbed and murdered here and there and I'm like whoa like that's just putting people off <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> right, yep, that's that's definitely a, a good Oh Mike, go ahead now, now you're showing that. They should sell that they should sell that information. <laughs> yeah. That would go so well in the tourist office in Edinburgh Airport. <laughs> people will arrive and go, uh I think I'm gonna take the next fly home <laughs> right away. Uh. Oh, see, dear. see when I when I suggested doing Scotland in comics, I kind of had something in mind of um, non-Scottish creators who have issues in Scotland or base stories in Scotland. And when I looked, I really struggled to see if I had anything at all. I thought I would have had something like uh, with um, uh, X Men. I thought I would have had something with McTaggart in that, and I, I didn't. Because uh, the Hulk was in Scotland at one point. And it was mentioned in a Spider-Man comic, but I couldn't find the actual issue. Have that one. And there's so well, many. I'll be coming to your rescue with that. <laughs> I hope you've won Frozen by then, because otherwise we won't be able to see you. I'll maybe just have to tell you about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when I'm frozen. You're you looking at the screen. You've been like that for the past. You've been for the past. Looking at the screen. Twenty yeah. minutes. Or so. Mike, this is how I'm to tell whether I'm frozen <laughs> or not because I'm looking at the screen. It looks oh, like you're move. straining. Yeah, you haven't even moved for the past fifteen minutes. <laughs> are you? Are you there, Dave? Can you wave? I'm here, but oh. that's not me. No, it's not you. That's that's me a long time ago. <laughs> In a galaxy far, far away. That's what we are seeing. God, episode nine. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Oh dear. Well, do you know what? I just, I, I really just wanted to 
see what you came out with for seeing a bit of Scotland represented. I've I've been feeling uh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's it's true. I've been feeling recently that uh, when Scotland gets represented places, it's almost like we've become like the new the new Irish. We're just being represented everywhere as being stupid and like coarse and oh, okay, the new, oh, we'll get this done for you. And it's just getting a fucking pain in the arse. So I was like, come on, comics, come on, give us, come on, give us something, give us the good, the good side of it. Does it does it count that most of the comics I've got with me are actually by Scottish artists and creators? Yeah, that's fine. That's cool, then. That's fine. I, and grounds, groundskeeper Willie is not among them, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. I hate groundskeeper <laughs> Willie. It's, like the most, it's the most racist shit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it really irritates me. Lemmy goes on about it quite a lot. He does, and it, it was it was him actually mentioning things as well. I was sitting going, yeah, you're right. Like you're right. It really annoys me. It, like he was watching something. And like somebody came up and they had the, the you know the cap and the ginger hair and everything and went, Ah look at that Racist He's <laughs> <laughs> like that's ridiculous Oh yeah stupid Scott here he comes ginger is oh, yeah, get the bagpipes <laughs> Um and I was like, Yeah that's yeah, they're right. <laughs> they're they're right. That's what happens. I like the part how we're all inventors though, that's a nice one. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yep. Mm. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I just I wanted to see see what was going on. Go on, Do you Mike. Have a look and see what I've got. Go on, Mike. Okay, I will. I will set aside wild lives, which was brilliant. I will put aside the vampires in Stonehaven. Vampires everywhere. <laughs> and I shall. Uh... No, don't put that aside. That's that's great. Well, the thing is, I might have more than five, so I'm uh, giving stuff priority. <gasps> oh, I have Saltair <clears throat> by John Ferguson. When Saltair first came out, it got um, quite a bit of publicity, and it was uh, one of these one of these truly ultra Scottish characters where he's got not only does he have red hair. He's muscle-bound with blue and white skin, representing the uh, St. Andrew's Cross. And he has mystic origins. I like the art. The art's sort of... Um, it's sort of done in the painted style. And Saltair is brought upon to defend Scotland from Romans. And it's extremely bloody in parts. I got a couple of uh, saltier issues, um, but I've not I've not seen it for a wee while. Usually, I spot the uh, the artists and the, the writers in uh, the comic cons, but so I've not been to a comic con for a couple of years. I've not I've not spotted them. But one of the one of the funnest things they actually had was uh, an old He-Man character painted like saltier. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll I'll pop him aside. Saltier. So that's that's, uh, that's kind of representing one side of uh, Scotland in comics, that mystical barbarian that we we see quite a lot. Another one I've got is I had to I had to bring this. Yeah. Yeah. For the the Scottish connection, and uh, yeah, Alan Grant and Frank Quitely did this one. 
And it's it's full of hypnotized Glaswegian thugs and Batman. Batman fights them on the fourth rail bridge. <laughs> there's a there's a funny moment where uh, Batman's on the bridge, and he, uh, he he says the bridge soars over the waters of the Firth of Forth, a masterpiece in metal. He doesn't envy the men who have to paint it. <laughs> <laughs> There he is, pondering about what he will do next. It also yeah. is a, a fight on the um, in Edinburgh Castle, and he has a, a run-in with um, thugs on the, the highlands and the roads. And the two, well, what the main antagonist is um, an American who is dressed in a kilt and a gold mask. See if I can get a picture of him. Here we are. <clears throat> yeah, and his sister is also out to thwart him. Um, artwork's good. It's a small novel, so about uh, about sixty, sixty or seventy. Uh, yeah, about sixty-five pages. So you can easily read this in one night if you if you were struggling for time. Um, a character Bruce Wayne. He he uh, he lets everyone know that he's. Part Scottish in that, doesn't he? Um, towards the end. While, so let's see. Uh, so I think yeah, towards so. the end, he he says uh, he's related to the clan. He's uh, <laughs> his great grandmother was uh, was it a Macduff maybe or I can't remember uh, the name. But the bit yeah. I'm looking at is uh, Bruce Wayne in the plane with Alfred, and he's he's classically like many other has bought traditional Scottish tat. A cuddly toy bat dressed in a kilt. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> has he not? Has he not got himself one of those wee Nessies with the with the hats? <laughs> oh no! You'll, you'll be thinking of Killer Croc if he did that. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with DC for the next one. It's on issue 51 of Lobo. Lobo, as you know, is a super hard hitman. And he goes up in this comic. He goes up against um, a Highland, Highland heavy, who's basically as strong as Lobo, and is accompanied by not one but two giant dogs. And uh, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, one dog is enormous, and the other's a midget. <laughs> uh, well, small, small dog. And the end is just basically this this bloodbath between. All these hitmen who are after this couple and Lobo and the Scotsman, they're fighting each other. Um, one of them needs the other person alive and the other one needs the other person alive and they need the other one dead. So they end up just fighting each other. Huh? It's funny. I mean, the guy's stereotypically uh, drawn and it's uh, it's Alan Grant. So in a way, you can kind of get away with it. Yeah, when he does the writing, he, uh, he actually does it in... Like Ur Willy style, so he actually says stuff like "me too" and uh, "I'll I'll get you to meet your kilt maker" and that sort of thing, and it is pretty funny. Let's see the see the art. A sec. Uh, let's see. I'll get that back. Is it non Breifogel? Breifogel, yeah. Yeah. That's him. I and... you just that bit where you you held up with the the dogs. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the funniest bit is when the dogs meet, 
uh, when you see the dogs for the first time, the Highlander is has got the big dog standing right up, got his paws right on the shoulders of a of a bloke who's trying to ask uh, where the where the intended victims are, and the wee dog is chewing at his leg, and he's like, "Oh, go on, beg for your food." Is that no cute? And uh, the guy's like, "Please, please, don't let them eat me." He says, "I can't do that. They they were hungry, and they've not been fed yet." So on you go, pups, and, and of course the two dogs eat the guy, but it's made to look extremely funny. <laughs> so I I um I can't I can't go any further without mentioning 2000 AD. And a wee while ago, 2000 AD had a letter from a reader and they were saying, How come how come so many of your stories have so many uh, big hairy Scottish types? And the reply was, that's because so many of our authors and artists are big, hairy Scottish types. <laughs> Couldn't really beat that argument. So I got a couple of uh, 2000 ADRs. Again, because they're written by Scots people, um, you can say that you can get away with this. Um, I've got here a uh, program 833, and it's called The Highland Fling, When Judge Dredd Meets the Chieftain. And it's a character called Andy Dunn. Did you say is... prog? Did you say prog eight three three? That's it. So you got this big maniac, rampaging Scotsman in the Big Meg. Uh, let's see if I can see who's actually done this. Here we go. Uh, script is by Gareth Ennis. Art is by Mick Austin, and lettering is by Ellie Deville. And he's got with him uh, a maniac cyborg ha- uh, bagpipe, which uh, which can bite people, and his sword is a chainsaw. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and uh, and you won't expect this, but this Scottish character is also ultra violent. No, he, he manages really? to beat up Judge Dredd. Yeah, this is Joe. this is a second this is a second uh, uh, issue of that story, and it's the only one I have on that character. Next one I've got is 2000 AD uh, program 1034, and on the cover it's got Slain. Now there's a lot of confusion as to what Slain actually is. So originally he was from the Isle of Man. Then he was Irish, and then he was sort of um, the, the lines kind of blurred. Um, this one, this one actually has Slain traveling in time to meet William Wallace. <laughs> so it's basically Slain and William Wallace versus the uh, uh, the forces of King Edward. There we go. Uh, it's got that lovely sort of painted pastely artwork that we're kind of familiar with with um, uh, modern slain comics. Yeah, who's that again? Uh, let's see, let's see. I have the. Um... I know the. It's uh, Pat Mill's script, Nick Percival. Was oh, that him that's on. Um, uh, Batman Just Red? Uh, the first one, I think so. Yeah. It was the same, exactly the same style. Uh, lettering, by the way, is Tom Frame. 
But yeah, here's here's a picture of uh, uh, William Wallace getting acquainted with a medieval Englishman. Or at least <laughs> part of him. So it's a guest appearance by William Wallace, exactly as you'd expect. Big, big muscular, uh, likes fighting. Oh yeah, also also uh, also likes his women as well. <laughs> what more do you expect from a from a typical uh, Scottish character? But this, incidentally, this this issue of 2000 AD is known for uh, having the supplement where the first story we come across, and this was in 1997, by the way, the first story we come across is a piss take of Tony Blair, where he becomes Blair One, a cyborg. (laughs) (laughs) Bizarre fact is Tony Blair was born in Edinburgh, which technically makes him uh, a bit Scottish. But I I wouldn't really include that in the view because... uh, he did kind of humiliate us all afterward. Mm. So did um, his, so did his sub But the the book I mentioned um, a few weeks ago was this book, uh, Scotland for Beginners. Mm. And this is another good book. I'm I'm actually quite surprised because um, it's extremely pro-Scottish in many parts. Yet the author is actually from England. All right. Yeah, the author is uh, Jeff Fallow, who's a, a journalist um, from south of the border. But it's, uh, you, you know, I brought the Malcolm X equivalent um, a few months ago, and each each page was kind of like a, a pastely picture with uh, some interpretation. This one is more, it's more comic-like than the Malcolm X one because it's got, it's got more uh, comic-style pictures. And there's oh, yeah. even speech bubbles in a lot of the pictures. He's done a so this, he's done a Wales for beginners as well. Yeah, well that's actually that. at the that's actually near the very end. It's got a picture of uh, here we go the European Union, and uh, the Welsh character saying, "What about Wales?" And he says, "That's another story." All right. But this goes up to the year two thousand, so. You know, it could get up. It might get updated at some point. It goes the... up to the year two thousand, so it hasn't yeah. even. So it hasn't even got the. Has that got the devolved government? Yeah, yeah, it does. Right, okay. Was it? Was yeah, that? See, I... Was that ninety nine? I think so, because that's when I bought it. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I bought it in the year two thousand or two thousand and one, because I was living in London at the time, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I kept on getting asked so many questions that I uh-huh. should have known. But it's full of um, full of nice, uh, nice graphic art. That's good. Simple graphic art, but but good, and it made it easy to to learn and understand. But yeah, I, I didn't bring any DC Thompson stuff with me because um, I say with me, I'm actually at home. But uh, you know what I mean, because uh, <laughs> I, I kind of figured you guys would might have a lot of DC stuff, DC Thompson stuff. You thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, in case you're wanting me to use this as my last book, yes, Vampires Everywhere was set in Stonehaven. Uh, funny read, but very gory. And I certainly agree with the idea of having this in the tourist shops right at the airport duty-free. <laughs> when that, people are coming in. Who's that, Mike? Is that, is it George Lennox? Uh, it's one of the Lennoxes. Yep, George Lennox. And who else? 
there's two other names here. Uh, James Devlin is uh, creative director and product design. Uh, Eleanor Winters, the editor. Alex Ronald, varying cover. Uh, artwork is by Thomas Creeley. Cool. Nice. And there's that, there's that hideous picture again. That looks like Monkle Wally. That looks like Monkle Wally. Ask me. Am I frozen? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are frozen. You've been I'm frozen. frozen. All the time. Okay, well, I'll just uh, I'll just chat through what I'm going to speak about then, and stop me whenever you get bored. Okay. And or have a question. Um, Scot- Scotland and comics is actually a topic that I have ongoing on my blog. Hmm. Um. So I so I I've got a series of posts on this over the years. So I'll just sort of nip through some of them. The first one I did was Iron Man. Iron Man visited a place called Glen Travale in Scotland in 1982. And this was by Dennis O'Neill and Luke MacDonald. MacDonald, sorry. And we've got castles, big fat geezers with ginger hair and, uh, and kilts uh, and terrible accents. Uh, it's all there. Denny, uh, Denny O'Neill and, and who, sorry? Luke, Mac, Luke McDonald. Luke McDonald. I remember, I, I got this comic in 1982, and when I was thinking, I'll, I'll start doing a thing about Scotland and comics. This was the first one that came to my mind. So I, it was the first time I ever thought, oh, Glenn Travail, I uh, wonder if that's real or if they made it up or what. So I went and Googled Glenn Travail and the first thing that came up was Iron Man issue, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, right, I think they made this up for uh, for Iron Man. So that was uh, that was good. And, th- and that sets the tone for kind of American versions of Scotland. <laughs> uh, which is one which is one of the strains of uh, of these kind of comics. How Scotland is presented. What year was that released in? That was 1982. Is that Iron Man 164? Uh, is it? I don't know. I, I was just I was looking it up just to see. It brought a sums about right. I didn't make note of the number. What on, it? On... it says uh, what I've got. I was just double-checking the, the spelling of the names and uh, it came up saying uh, Iron Man 164 Deadly Blessing. Yeah, that sounds right. Deadly blessing. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got, I got McDonald completely wrong. Oh. Because I'm a prick. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got nail. <laughs> okay, but another one that I thought of was the Bogeyman. Oh. <laughs> of course. The great. Bogeyman, John Wagner, Alan Grant, Robin Smith. Of course. Oh. And the fabulous accents in that. Uh, Francis Forbes Clooney. That is good. 
an escaped mental patient who believes he is a detective like Humphrey Bogart. He thinks he is Humphrey Bogart. He's the bogeyman. Okay, and it's got one of the best uh, kind of Scottish jokes ever where he, he uh, he's in the house with a, with a lady and he's like, uh, he, and there's a, you know, everything the bogeyman, he's living in this world of, of a crime film, but he's actually just going around in, in Glasgow. So like a car outside screeches and he's like, get down. You know, he's to him, this is the villains coming, you know. And then he's like, and then she's like, oh, what is it? He's like, it's the fat man's goons. <laughs> I don't know how, but they found me. And she's like, what? And he's like, quick, you got a piece? She goes, a piece? You mean a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of my favourite Pokemon jokes. <laughs> I love it. I no, love a rod, a heater, a gun. So that's just classic. I love it. I forgot all about that. Oh, oh yeah, you got, you got a piece. What a sandwich! A you got a piece, a sandwich. <laughs> no, a shooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then there was the other one, uh, China Tune. That's another good one. <laughs> um, China Tune, and there's bit there's sections in that one that are based in the Dundee at the at the art college. Like some uh, one of the storylines is a, a student up at the art college in, in there. Is that another? And, is, is that another bogeyman one? Yeah. Yeah, that's bogeyman yeah, yeah. as well. Sorry, that's this is there was a few different bogeyman series. Ah, right. See, I so was, the first one is just the bogeyman. Just, yeah, I always thought it was just that first one. I didn't realise there was other ones. Oh yeah, there's China Tune, um, which the which the kind of started with Cam Kennedy doing it in full colour. All right. Um, but then they went back to. Um, Robin Smith, he, so they actually restarted it, oh. and uh, it's quite unusual for that to happen. So you've got kind of half a one issue of it cut by Cam Kennedy, then it starts again. Uh, and then there was the Manhattan Project, which is a great one where uh, he, he's going to America and he decides that he's he's come on uh, come across a, an assassination attempt. Because somebody, I think somebody leaves their diary sitting. So he, he's like, it was my first clue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he picks it up and this person, has, this innocent person has just scribbled in their diary, you know, this, that, go to NY, blah, blah. And then on, <laughs> they've got all these things. And then on one of the days, they've written, day to kill. <laughs> and th that's like the bogeyman's like, oh my God, it's a murder attempt. You know, <laughs> so he's coming. He knows what's going to happen now, so he has to stop it. And then he finds someone else, but from the same person in the in the uh, like a magazine article, and it's like a talk by Dan Quayle, Vice President Dan <laughs> Quayle, coming up. And he's uh, and he's written, he's written, a, uh, he's drawn an arrow at Dan Quayle, and he's written, mustn't miss. <laughs> so he's like, he's going to try and shoot him in the head. And he's made he's made a note for himself. Mustn't miss. <laughs> so that, I mean, it's absolutely the bogeyman is one of the best comics ever, man. It's so funny. I don't know where my copies went. I used to I used to have it. I think I brought it along with some, but it's, I can't see it on my shelf just now. Did I? Oh. Give, I didn't. I didn't give it to any use by accident, did I? Well, no. no I've, I've got. I've I've read some, but that was Dave's who lent yeah. them to me. I've maybe 
I've maybe given mm. it, I've maybe given it to somebody being like, ah, just just take it, and and I thought thought about it. Yeah. Oh man, I just want to read that line again. <laughs> what a sandwich! <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. I just I'm sorry, Dave. I was laughing when you were talking about the Manhattan Project just because I wrote. <laughs> It's so juvenile. I wrote John Wagner, but I mixed it up and it just read John. Oh, <laughs> it no. Read John, John, it read John Wanger. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Wow. I just couldn't stop. I could, honestly, I just I totally messed up. Alan Grant and oh, John Wanger. <laughs> John Wanger. Oh, dear. See, that's the level. That's Scottish humour. Yeah. You know? Imagine if he tunes in and he listens to that one bit and he's like, Oh, I've got a measure. Oh, come on. He'll be proud, yeah. Aye, that's right. That's my name, John Wanger. <laughs> okay, well, I've got another one here. If you're ready, John Wanger. <laughs> so it was, it was X Men. There was X Men comics in Edinburgh in the 80s. Yes. And uh, this was Chris Claremont writing this, and it was when Mark Silvestri was drawing it. And um, it was it was the X Men fighting and uh, with a juggernaut in Edinburgh. Yeah. So they're they're knocking everyone to, to pieces the on Princess bitch. Street. He doesn't say that. <laughs> um, but there was. Uh, there was a lot of nice little touches in it. Uh, the, the, they're fighting right beside the science fiction bookshop, which was a comic shop yeah, in yeah. Edinburgh at the time. Yeah. And uh, so it seems like Chris Claremont came and did a sign in there and then <laughs> thought, right, I'll have the X-Men come here to Edinburgh. Um, you know, Chris Claremont's always kind of, well, he's born in, Britain or someone is he and he's got yeah, that like... British connection so there was always British um, nods in his comics so that was a good Scottish one that he did uh, there was a wee, um, a wee mention of Captain Britain uh, it was before Captain Britain had really <coughs> got into the American Marvels Nice. Uh, and he even mentions like Doctor Who characters and things in it in passing so it's uh, it's, it's British through and through, hmm. and um, yeah, there's some terrible accents. There's little Scottish kids talking to Colossus, <laughs> and they've got these ridiculous uh, British, uh, sorry, uh, Scottish accents. You know, huh. so none of them, uh, none, none of them give it. Here you, you one-eyed wee dafty. Come on. <laughs> I'll knock you. Square go. Square go, I'll not you. you square go. You're made of metal, you wank. <laughs> I could use you for a Prince Albert. <laughs> Seeing Juggernaut smashing down the street. Hey, check that wee fat fuck. <laughs> Wanger. Juggernaut. Juggernaut gets battered. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty grim. Uh, that looks like the bouncer at Farties. <laughs> one of the one of them shouts, "You!" They're all arguing, and one of the kids shouts, "Your dad voted for Thatcher." 
So this was like 1987. Not a terrible insult, you know. Does that yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. Does that say that? Oh my god. I mean that. Yeah, I mean that was unheard of in Scotland. You didn't you're have vote for Fatima. You're oh, dead. That's a woman. That's a woman you're speaking about. <laughs> oh, no, if you're speaking about Thatcher. <laughs> I'm still a woman. I'm still a woman. <laughs> so that was it. That was a good one. And there was another good. Um, Another good superhero one, Batman, was in Scotland uh, before the the Scottish connection. Oh. There was one. There's one in the. Now let me get this right. It was a. It was a good while ago in the fifties. In 1953, he visited Scotland. And oh, do you know what's called? It's quite good. The Lord of Bat Manor. <laughs> Bat Manor. That's that's all right. Eh? It wasn't during Batman's alien fighting phase, was it? Uh, um, it was. He was getting up to all sorts mm. in the fifties. Yes, so it was like um, aliens, monsters, and uh, Scottish people. <laughs> there was all sorts going on. All, all, all in the same, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like w- wacky, uh, bizarre creatures like that. Uh, uh, and in this oh, one, cool. he, he puts on. <laughs> oh in my this one, he, Look at that! I've cover. <laughs> Killed oh. and everything. Killed this Boran and the. Oh, come on. So yeah. Robin. I wonder, wonder what he's wearing under that kilt. Robin's playing the bagpipes. Ah, uh, it's not being a true Scott because he's not a Scott, so no. He's wearing his bat pants. <laughs> uh, you never know. <laughs> bat fronts. Oh, Absolutely, know. it's American. I mean, he gets his cock out these days. He, he maybe had it out at that point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the wind blew. <laughs> oh dear. But there is a. Okay, here's some dialogue, guys. Robin says, I feel strange in this kilt. So Batman sets him straight. Your tartan. Each Scottish house has its own tartan pattern, and the spurring or pouch front takes the place of pockets. Let's go to dinner. So there's a wee bit of Scottish information. I like that. Yeah. Pouch front. <laughs> Your pouch front. Your pouch. I feel strange. I feel like a fanny, Batman. My <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to the, the. Sorry, maybe there's someone else to be saying. No, no, I just. <laughs> uh, no, it's going down the tube. Yeah, I was going down. You, you're in the line. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just going to give it fucking Robin. Stop being a wee fud. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that that led on from what I said. Uh, do you know I've got a DC Thompson's The Jocks and the Geordies. Yeah. Does anybody oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, jocks and the Geordies. Always fought. I've got, I've got uh, some of these comics from back in the day that I've coloured in and things. Mm-hmm. And um, there we go. Uh, the one I've got here, I would have shown you, but my screen's not working. The Dandy published November nineteen seventy-eight. Um, and you know, I've made a, a note of something here, which is true. I. I used to like the jocks and the Geordies, and that was fine. 
but I was so young, I had no idea what a jock or a Geordie was. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I just thought there were more wacky characters in the dandy. You know, I didn't. It wasn't until later on I went, oh right, okay, this is kind of regional uh, hate hatred. Well, you know, you you you, <laughs> you did um, you did explain before uh, a wee while back that uh, uh-huh. once you found out what the jocks and Geordies meant, you took every issue and burned it. So, uh, so I now think that you don't have any. Is this something that, that I've said and yeah. you've had a re-listen more recently yeah. and I've completely forgotten it? Yeah, you were like, oh, okay. you were, there was something about, uh, there was the Jocks and Geordies, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, that was great until I found out what a Jock and a Geordie meant uh, and then I just burned them all. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, expect no less. <laughs> I've looked up the jocks and the Geordies every so often, and every time it comes up, it's uh, it's the, it's the the ones that I scanned and put online. So I don't think there's a lot about them images anyway online. Right. It's been a while since I checked. Mm. I'm going to mention the uh, Hulk story now that Mike alluded to, which was in 1975, and this opens with the Hulk in the sea, and there's a there's somebody out on a boat, you know, and he, oh, he gets a surprise, and so he shouts, "Och, mon, it is not possible." Oh, boy, it's, pre- it's pretty good. Och, mon, it is not possible. And the Hulk goes, uh, "Let Hulk loose, puny human, or Hulk will smash." So we're off to a good start here. So then we're off to the castle again, and the guy with the kilts there. That's a different guy. Do you know what? <clears throat> He's called Jamie McCopper. Do you know? Do you know what? I just of course called Jamie. <laughs> I just looked. I mm-hmm. just looked up Hulk, nineteen seventy-five Scotland. Yeah. And one of the first things that comes up: Fred Egg Comics, Scotland in comics. That's right. I've cornered the market on this. Yeah, you have. That's well, amazing. I just find it interesting this idea, Scotland and comics. I yeah. thought I can run with this. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Can I can I just say that the Hulk story I'm thinking of was actually in the nineties, and it was from oh okay, it was from a Spider-Man issue that I, I heard it was from Spider-Man met the Hulk, and you know how you get these wee captions saying issue such and such in Scotland, mm. um, or previous issue in Scotland, so. This was like mid nineties, and it was a wee caption. And this was this um, was in those combined volumes that you used to get in Britain. Yeah. So it'll be like four Spider-Man comics all in one. Yeah. So that's all I know about it. And I think Hulk was more in his sort of Bruce Banner phase, where he's the body of the Hulk, but he's in the same mind as Bruce Banner. I'm trying so to think, think. I think he was he wearing a Scotland suit. Again. He, he wore uh-huh. a suit when he got off at the plane, so Spider-Man met him at some point. Mm. I'll have to dig this one out. It's up in the attic. Uh, um, yeah, that'd be interesting, because mm. I, I don't remember it. And I, I, as you guys know, I, I read The Hulk for years and years and years, mm. all through the 90s. Mm. So if it was published in the 90s, I would have I read it, I think. There's nothing coming up. Hmm. Nobody blogged about it, yeah? Nobody's yeah. spoken about it, no. <laughs> next, next time I'm in the attic, I'll uh, leave I'll that out. There's a nice bit where the Hulk punches the Loch Ness Monster. It looks great. great. Looks good. Punches him, yeah. And that's Len, Len Wien and Herb Trimp. The Herb Trimp era of, of the Hulk. Nice. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, mate. I wish you told me about this section on your blog before. This is great. <laughs> I'm now just going through your blog. <laughs> well, I, I, I try not to just continually shout at you about how great my blog is every time I see you. I don't think that would come across very well. You know, how's it going? Ah, never mind that. You know, on my blog, I do this and that. It's brilliant. I'm telling you. There he is. So there was one about Rob Roy as well. Thriller Picture Library from 1956. A historical one. And there's Red Fergus McLagan. And he's fighting somebody called Ewan McGregor. Hey! Is that, did you say it was 1956? For Rob Roy? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Thriller Picture Library, issue 113. <clears throat> Rob Roy forever. <laughs> As played by <coughs> Liam Neeson later on in the movie. <laughs> Rob Roy. Oh, yes, he spanks him. He spanks... McLaggen. McLaggen. you got to say it that Aye. way. You got... McLaggen. Aye. Aye. I'm going to spank you. Rob Roy is going to spank McLaggen. Oh, you're going to get a good spanking tonight. <laughs> McLaggen. Do you know what? I'm going to finish with... Uh, I've, did, I've did one on Scotty from Star Trek. Hey... So I've got a bunch of different Scotty comics because you guys know that I like the old gold key ones. Aye. Got collections of them and then there was the, the Marvel one when they did the first movie. DC when they did the sequels. Star Trek 2, 3... What was next? 4. <laughs> <clears throat> and then there was... Uh, um, there was a special one for the 25th anniversary... And it's all Scotty having his wee storyline in the in the comics. Scotty. She mm. can't attack much more, Captain. Scotty. So, yeah, that's when you said Scotland in the comics. I thought, oh, I'll uh, I'll, I'll dig out my uh, my blog, and uh, and then I've got the last one I've done here so far is. When American Splendor went to be a movie, you bought the DVD, and uh, you got a little, you got an American Splendor mini comic with the DVD when you bought it, and the story in it was about him doing his uh, kind of publicity tour around the world for the movie, oh, nice. and in one of them he comes to Scotland. So there's a there's a, a American Splendor in Scotland. Who does the who does the art? And he's got his guilt on. Who does the art? Let's see. Did I make note of that? It looks nice. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I'd have to go and check. Yeah, maybe it doesn't tell you because that's not like me to not make note of who drew it. <laughs> Gary Dumb, maybe. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm going. I'll check that and let you know. Yeah, but I'll do it. I'm do it right now because I want to know myself. It looks nice, but I just I can't I can't put my finger on who it is. It's really lovely. It kind of looks like Daria. <laughs> oh wait, uh, Gary Dumb. It's on the art itself. 
co- uh, or the second page, copyright 2003 by Harvey P. Story and Gary Dumb art. Gary, it was Gary Dumb, okay, good. I got up, walked away, got back with the DVD just in time to hear you saying, and Gary Dumb on art. Oh, right, it's... So that, yeah, that it's, was a frickin' waste of time. It's on, I was saying, it's on the second, the second image. The second oh, yeah. image, there is a, it's written underneath the first two panels. Ah, cool. It's too small it, for me to see it. Well, I never noticed it either. I went right past it. It was good to get the American Splendor DVD and get a wee comic with it. That, that was a nice bonus. Does that normally come with it? I, I don't know. I mean, I bought it, so it was in there when I bought it. Maybe that was just the first run of it or something. Maybe. I'm just. I'm, I'm now thinking I might just go outside and quickly check my DVD. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> American Splendor. I'm quite... Yeah, it was nice to get that. Mm. Gary Dumb. Dumb. Don't be dumb diggity dumb. Dumb diggity dumb. I've, I've <sighs> just remembered um, a Scottish character that we haven't mentioned so far who was created in comics. Mm. Oh. I was about to mention that one. <laughs> yeah, I should have mentioned oh, it. <laughs> I think I think Wall thought about that, but Wall assumed that <laughs> somebody else was going to sit. Nando's yeah. just sitting there yeah. with a big list going, and fuck well, that, and fuck that, and fuck that, and fuck that. <laughs> but I've got loads more because ah, okay. this, this is one of my interests in, in my uh, collecting. But, you know, but it's but, like Christmas comics. Yeah, is it was it one of those though where you you can say. But for any more, tune in to Fred Ed Comics. I pick them up. Yeah, it keeps coming. I've got, I mean, there was, there was a good Nick Fury one. Well, let me... There, let, there's a good Punisher one. Let me know when you put your... When you put another one up and stuff, because I'd love to follow along with that. That'd be great. Yeah, I've not, I've not done it for a, a good while, but you know what it's like? That doesn't mean anything to me. It just no. means I'll start it again, yeah, and then that'll yeah, be it. Yeah, yeah. When did you last do the last one? Uh, 18 years ago. <laughs> so what? It's the same as having done it. Same as having done it yesterday, in my mind. So yeah. yeah, well, there's the next one then. Yeah. So I wonder if it was the same character uh, Mike was thinking of that, that I was thinking of. Possibly. Yeah. Don't know. Maybe there was a visual, visual element to what he was saying. Well, there's no visual element for the listeners to the pod. No. So what happened was Mike said, oh, I was thinking of another character. <laughs> and then he never said any more. So was he holding up a comic <laughs> with the character? Or... Ah, what does, uh, does Nando not want the um, honours of mentioning that very famous yeah, character nice. from yeah, a big, big yeah. company? Uh, he actually, he's, he's actually one of the first Scottish or Scotland references to me as a reader of comics ah. in Spain. Uh, and it was Scrooge McDuck in the, ah, yes. the, the Disney comics. In Spain, there used to be a magazine called Don Mickey, which in Italy was Topolino. And that would publish all the classic comics uh, by Disney. And yes, yeah, Scrooge McDuck was probably one of the first mentions of Scotland that I read when I was little, probably about five or something like that. I used to buy that comic. But so that was one of the first ones. 
as a, as a Spaniard living in Spain, reading these comics. And then the next one, uh, which we haven't mentioned, and it's a classic, is Tintin and the Black Isle. <laughs> you know, that's another one. And yeah, it gives you a very, you know, picturesque and sort of very <laughs> um, skew view of Scotland, but still, it's in Scotland and it's in this, you know, in this island. Um, but yeah, those two in particular were probably the first ones that I read about Scotland in comic or a Scottish character. And then, as you say, the the X Men was another one with more of a tiger than and her son Proteus, which is one of the he becomes a villain in the classic Chris Claremont John Byrne stories. And then <coughs> the next one be Rain Sinclair, Wolfsbane from New Mutants. She appeared again. So that's kind of different. Scottish characters or um, situations or, or comics that I read when I was in Spain. And then I had a look and I was looking at comics I had here about one of them has been mentioned, which was uh, the the Batman and the with the Scottish connection, um, which it was reprinted no long ago under Batman International mm. and they added a second story where it's based in Barcelona. You can see the cover by Jim ah. Lee and there's the Sagrada Familia there <laughs> in the back. Mm -hmm. It has those two stories in this book. That's quite nice. So yeah, you mentioned that, Mike. By Alan Grant and Frank Wiley. The other one that I mentioned previously, I think we did it. Aesthetics oh, and the pecs. Yeah. You know? So that's... Well, aesthetics and the pecs. I got the Scots version here. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Many things I don't understand, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's great. Great stuff. So... So yeah, that's a uh, another one where Scotland is mentioned. I have another two comics, and these ones, yeah, they're either stories based in Scotland. Um, both of them by Alan Grant and Cam Kennedy. They go Robert Louis Stevenson kidnap. Oh yeah, which is a. Uh, it's a comic version of the Robert Louis Stevenson novel, adapted by Alan Grant. Wonderful art by Ken Kennedy. Um, really nice. And they did also the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Again. So both of them based in Scotland. Um, or, well, both both um, Creators based on a Scots and a Scottish writer stories. So you get a wee bit of a Scotland here in these both novels, graphic novels. And yeah, I was is... looking through the 
That kidnapped yeah. is in. Uh, that kidnapped is in uh, Oxfam. If you want to buy it for uh, six quid. Well, I I bought these two and they co- they cost me two pounds each. Brand new. Oh, oh, <laughs> you got you got you got ripped off there, Nando. <laughs> Two pounds each. Yeah, ripped really? off. Ripped off. You should have paid six and saved some kids whilst you're at it. And uh... well, no, thanks. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. I got I got my did... kids to feed. You know. So... Where did you Where did you buy them? That was in a one of those uh, shops that appear in the Whalegate. Yeah, it at was the bottom we... a few years ago. It they had a lot of things, really, really cheap, like a pound and two pounds yeah. and three pounds. They were all kind of things. They were like it was like a bazaar. Yeah, mm. probably the best description because you would find books, DVDs, clothing, things for decorating your house. Yeah, pictures, frames. There was all kind of things, mm. and they had piles of this. Yep, and they yep. had, and they had the. They had them in the English version and also in the Scots version. <laughs> was both the kidnap and the the Doctor Jack and Mister High. Both of them were made in those two versions. So and I just picked them up because I thought, well, they're in good nick. They're new, two pounds each. Yep. Champion. Champion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that Champions. shop. That shop always looked like they just, you know. Robbed a couple of trucks. <laughs> Chuck, yeah. It looked one. like they just they stopped the back of the trailer and opened down and <laughs> just filled up the whole thing. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I did. One of the times I went and I thought, okay, I'll get that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we they, went... Had, they went through a second hand uh, LPs stage, didn't they? they as did. well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they had that as well. Records and marks and all kind of Scotland memorabilia that you can find, you know, tourist stuff. There was there was all kind of things, knickknacks and everything. Anyway, yeah. And the last one, this one is not other. Ah, Orwelly. <laughs> and this one in particular is worse, worse Orwelly. Like Which where's... is essentially the version of Where's Wally, but with this characteristic Scottish uh, character. Uh, mine is signed by the artist Jim Glenn, Jimmy Glenn, oh. still doing Or Wally nice, yeah. in the Sunday Post. So it's one of my customers in the shop. Oh, he very kindly. Uh, signed the the book for me, um, and in the we actually in all the pages we are seeing different uh, scenes in Scotland. So there's uh, uh, Alway, there's the Cavill Grove, Art Gallery Museum in Glasgow, uh, the football park in Kirkcaldy. There's Loch Ness, oh. Stirling Castle, there's St Andrews, um, there's uh, Dundee, there's uh, Princess oh. Street in Edinburgh, there's you know, there's different uh, scenes based in real places so I'll show you one, mm. I'll show you the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery then I'll show, us, d- show us the Kirkcaldy 
you can oh, see nice. the yeah so you can you get i'm curious to know what dundee looks like he's there, there. yeah I'll, it's, 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 I'll show you in a sec. There he is. <laughs> let me let me get Dundee as well. Two seconds. The, the title, you. the title, roughly translates as, "Where is our William?" Yes, that will be the the translation. Where is our William? Where is where is our William? <laughs> No, the, the translation is, excuse me, kind sir, but did you see my son called William? Could you please tell me where he is? I would be most grateful. <laughs> I prefer worse or Willie. <laughs> there you are. Dog? That is the care hall. <laughs> and... <laughs> if I can get that in the... Where's the boob? <laughs> did you find your Willie? <laughs> oh, there's Banana Man. Great. Oh, yeah. Ah, no. Always like to see him. And all the Beano characters, yes. Well, yeah. that's more like it. Yeah, there he is. He's right there. So that's the comic convention in Dundee. It's mm. a nice touch. It's a nice. Yes, yeah, that's good. Is it like where's? Is it like where's Wally that uh, it has like extra things to find in the back? Uh, let me have a look. There's the map. You get yeah. You got different things to find. Yeah, that's good. So it's not just where's Wally. You also need to find other things, you know. Because, for example, in the Hogmanay Princess Street in Edinburgh, it says, where's old Wally, Fat Bob, Soapy Sutter, Wee Egg, <laughs> Six Buckets, Jimmy the Moose, Jimmy and the Moose. Dog. So you need to find all these characters, and, you know, and Nicholas each Stavis. scene is, you need to find, you know, different things out there. So, yeah, there's, it's not just, one there's 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 all the options to follow and the game is is there and it's a nice it's a nice book a lovely book and i believe they've done a second one or they were about to print a second one of this mm. it might be out already i don't know i'm i need to find out about it but, and you uh, still yeah, need to find the the book that's where's wookie i got i got the three of them actually <laughs> i got there's them. three wookie ones <laughs> yes, yes, I have the three of them. I have the three of them, yes. Uh, they are great, they are really good as well. Where's, where's but anyway, Wally? that's not Scotland, that's a Star no, Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Where's Wally OG, man? OG, man, yeah. So, find, and, and find, can I just... Find Ian McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just say that, I mean, from my point of view, as a foreigner that has been living in Scotland for 20 years. Uh, Scotland might be a wee country, just a wee place, but comic creation, comic books, artists and writers that collaborated in comics here is massive. Mm. There is an incredible amount of comic book personalities that have come out from this country, and we should be proud of that, and we should take care of that in all levels, from David Robertson that we have here and Mike doing his comics, you know, to you, Tom, doing all these podcasts, to an immense amount of people like Colin McNeil, uh, Ian Kennedy, Cam Kennedy, Alan Grant, Graham Morrison, Mark Miller, Frank Quitely, you know, I mean, the list is non-stop. Uh, there is, on all levels, many, many, many more. Um, you know, and remember things like DC Thompson and other like 
Black Hat Press in Glasgow, and many other publishers that are working very different levels. But it is fantastic to see such a small country that has such a force, such a, an immense creative force behind comics. And we should celebrate that. Mm. Well said, Nando. Mm. Very good. <clears throat> oh, Florida! No. <laughs> where we will see your lights. I stop now. That's, that's when we all show off the flag of Scotland tattoos on our arses. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear. I can just hear uh, the proclaimers starting up. <laughs> just at the end. Yeah. Like you, you, you just finished that that speech and you just hear. Well, <laughs> I have to say, the five hundred miles that one that was a number one in Spain oh, yeah. when it came out. So pff, we could understand a word about it. No, 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 no. Part of that. The rest we couldn't understand a single word they were saying, but we love it. So yeah, and that was that. Nice. Yeah, you know that's a good, it's a a a fair whack. I'll tell you that. I didn't expect to be typing out this much and then finding a whole (laughs) entire blog dedicated to it. And yeah, trust it's a great blog, by the way. Uh, What? Who, who is it that does it again? What's it called again? What's it called? What's I it think called? it's uh, Fred Comics. I think it's David Robertson. It's a great blog. Ah. It's fantastic. It's a great point of reference there. You sure it's David Robertson? I mean, I, I heard his stuff shite. <laughs> anyway. Well, I've got a shoot now, lads, yes. Yeah, no worries. That was that was a good chat. Cool. We'll do it again. And I will, See you uh, later, guys. Speak to you guys later. See okay. everyone later. All right. Bye. Bye. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at thatcomicsmell share the podcast with your friends and followers we are on soundcloud spotify itunes youtube and most other places you find podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks for listening our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.